Okay, so we're up to the beginning of Daf Kuf Vav Amid Aleph. We'll figure this out together. Tanur Abonon. The Brayza teaches, Chalitza Mutas Kshera. If you have a Chalitza that's based on trickery, we'll see what this means in a moment. If you trick a guy into doing Chalitza, it's kosher. It works. Now, uh, under actually, Mutas is not trickery. It means under false pretenses. But the question is, what, what does that mean? Ezehi Chalitza Mutas. So what does it mean? So, Amrish Lakish. Rish Lagish says, basically, what we're going to be dealing with in this daf are situations where they wanted to get the guy to do chalitza because they did not want him to do yivum. But the guy's not interested. So, chalitza mutas is kasher. What is chalitza mutas? It says, Rish Lagish, you tell the guy, he doesn't know halacha. You tell him, listen, do chalitza, and that's how you marry her. If you give her, if you take off, if you let her take off your shoe, then you'll, you'll be husband and wife. Which is obviously not the case. It's a trick. And the halacha says Rish Lakish is that it works. Now, that's obviously a pella. I mean, according to Rish Lakish, if you tell a guy, listen, you want to marry her? Yeah. Instead of doing yibam, do chalitza. That's how it works. So he does it. So it says Rish Lakish, that's a valid chalitza. The problem is, that's not a valid chalitza. It's the opposite. You have to have kavana for chalitza to work. So this guy's doing chalitza thinking that that's a method to marry the woman. How could you say that that's a valid chalitza? And you tell me that's a valid chalitza? No way. Ella, so what's a valid chalitza? I'm sorry, what's the case of chalitza that's a trickery? The case is where you tell the guy, if you do chalitza, she'll give you a lot of money. And then she doesn't. And she never actually intended to give you money. The halach is it works. Why? Now... Well, what, had she, that she was in on this? Or yeah, the, she doesn't want to marry the guy. She wants the guy... No, no, I understand that. But was she in on this deal? It doesn't matter. Either way. Either way, it doesn't matter. Not that she's rich, she'll give you money. If you give, do chalitza first, she'll give you cash. And then she doesn't. It still works. Now, why does it work? Now, in general, yeah. if you if you um, if you make a tenai and you don't fulfill the tenai, the ma'isa is bottle. The thing is that we learn out tenayim from bnei gada bnei ruven, which is the whole ma'isha rabbeinu of Ever hayarden, of giving over the Transjordan area. The halacha is that all tenayim are learned out from that that deal where ma'isha rabbeinu said, if you go in as the first soldiers and stay and fight, then you'll get this area, and if not, not. So we have a rule. That that situation of Moshe Rabbeinu was shayach to have a shliach. It was shayach for a shliach because he could have sent the message through through Yeshua. Anytime a shliach could be involved, then the tenai has to be fulfilled. Anytime you can't do it through a shliach, a tenai is not contingent. So if you have a maisa that you cannot do through a shliach, like chalitza, Right? A guy can't send the shliach to do chalitza. It has to be done by him. Anytime the ma'isa has to be done by the person himself, even if you make a stipulation, the stipulation is not met, the action is still, is still, is still valid. So okay. just like by, by a get, you can have a shliach. So therefore, by a get, you could also make a stipulation, and if you don't fulfill step stipulation, the get is not chal. Chalitz is not shayach. It's not shayach shliach. So because it's not shayach shliach, it's not included in the rules of of tenais. Why is it not shliach? You can't. The halacha says v'cholitz and now that he has to do it. He can't send someone to take off. You can't. She can't take off someone else's shoe. It says v'not someone can't treat this. I'm not rochanking. I don't know. I, I don't know. There, there are drushes that include v'nosan lo afilu bi afilu yideshliach. Whatever. I don't know. You can't do a chalitz through shliach. It's not shayach. 
it's, it's his shoe, it's not loy. It's not, it's not, you can't take someone else's shoe off and that, it doesn't work. So the Gemara says like this, um, fine. A brisa similarly states chalitza mutas kshera. A tricked chalitza is good. Ezu chalitza mutas. What's a case of trickery? Uh, where you, you stipulate with the guy that she's going to give you a lot of money if you do chalitza, and then she doesn't. The maisa goes to the woman who fell before a yavam, and it was not appropriate for her to marry him. Maybe there was too much of an age gap. Maybe she found him repulsive. Whatever it was. So they made this trickery. And Ravchia said it was fine. Okay. There was a Maisa, another Maisa of Ravchia, Baraba. The woman came in front of Ravchia. <coughs> so Ravchia said, meaning, my daughter, uh, why don't you do, uh, why don't you do Yibam? <coughs> I mean, stand up, stand up, do Yibam. Meaning, stand up, go, go to the Maisa of Yibam. So the Gemara says, Amrle <coughs> Ima, sorry, her mother said, Yeshiva It's better for her to sit. Meaning, the mother was saying, uh, Yibam is not a good option. We, we, we're not, we're not, we're not, the mother, the mother said, we're not allowing Yibam. It's actually interesting. It's like you hear like the back and forth like a conversation. The mother said, I'm not letting my daughter do Yibam. No. So Amrla, Yadatla, so the, the Rav Chia says to the mother, do you know something about this guy that I'm not aware of? Meaning, why do you not want to do Yibam? So Amr lay in, yeah, there's something about him. He has no interest in marrying her. He's not going to treat her nicely. She's wealthy and he wants her money. Meaning, she has money and, and he wants her money. We're not going to advise Yibam if the guy's not going to care about her or treat her nicely. Of course not. He's only, listen, every Yibam, the guy has to have a desire to do Yibam. So you'd assume if he wants to do Yibam that it's probably, he's probably going to treat her nicely. Said the mother of this girl, no, he's just doing Yibam because she's wealthy and he wants a free meal ticket. That, that's it. So the Gemara says, So he goes to the daughter and he says, do you not want to marry her? Why to marry him? Because you can't just trust the mother because you got to make sure the, the daughter, the, the, the Yivama is not interested. She says, no. So Rechia's got to convince this guy to not marry her. Now here's the thing, the Eitzah that we had before of she'll give you cash, no good, he wants all of it. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we got to convince this guy. So you, the, way, the way to convince the guy to trick him is to say that she'll give you money if you do like a get. Right. You give a get he'll give, she'll give you money. He wants all of her money. So Huh? So why would he do chalitza and get two hundred dollars, or do yibum and have access to her entire bank account? So it's not gonna, it's not a good method to trick him. So the Gemara says, okay. So Amrli chalitza They did with the Rishlokish's trickery, which Ravicham is not happy about, which is uh, do chalitza, and by doing chalitza, that's how you'll marry her, which is a lie. So the boss did chalitza. So he did that. So Amrli. So now Rav says to the guy. He says, now that you did a chalitza, even though it wasn't a great chalitza, that chalitza doesn't work enough, but it works enough that you can't do yibam. So now that you did chalitza and you can't do yibam, now you do another chalitza and do a proper chalitza. Now, it's interesting. So basically, he tricked them to say that chalitza will help them get married. They do chalitza, and then the guy's like, are we married? Or he's like, no. And then he's like, well, okay, now what happens? He said, well, because you did a chalitza, even though it was a, 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 
an unauthorized, like a shvacha chalitza, it worked enough that you can't stay married together. You gotta now you have to do a proper chalitza. So the question: Why? I don't understand. If it's not a good chalitza, why? Right? Ruchia said to him, "This chalitza that we did, although it's not good, it's enough to make it us to the brothers. And so now you have to do a proper one." That's not true. We we said that this chalitza is not valid at all. So the Rimagash, many Rishonim call the Rimagash, is saying that he was lying. He was lying. He, the, yeah, it, 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 Taka, the first Chalitza, did nothing. But he lied to tell him because it was for Shalom, for this girl's safety or this girl's peace. Um, so he said that. So the guy thinks that they can't stay married anyway. So now he does a proper Chalitza, thinking, you know, what's a proper Chalitza? A Chalitza with the intention to sever the relationship. So at, at first he didn't want to do that. For the first Chalitza he did thinking that it'll help them get married. That's obviously not a good Chalitza because it has the wrong intention Michlal. Once he thinks that they can't do you anyway, then he thinks he has to do a proper Chalitza. So the second Chalitza is to sever the relationship. That is actually working. That's, that's the Rimagashas. Okay, Vaiter. Um, okay. Bas Chamud Rav Papa Shein The daughter-in-law the daughter of the father-in-law of Rav Papa's, our father, Rav Papa's father-in-law's daughter. That's his sister-in-law. She, she fell for Yivam. Okay? So his sister-in-law fell for Yivam to a man who she should not marry. It was not appropriate. So also the Kamid Abaya. So Abaya is trying to trick the guy. So he says, First eight says, he tells the guy, do chalitza and, that, and that, by that way you'll marry her. Right? The first attempt at tricky. Lying and saying that the chalitza will help you get married. So Rav Papa's there, Rav Papa pops up, Rav Papa says, I'm only Rav Papa, because again, this is Rav Papa's sister-in-law. I thought Rav Yechonon said that that's not a valid way of trickery. Right? Why would he not want, he wants her to get... He wants to be done right. If it's not a valid way of trickery, if it's not a valid chalitza at all, right? Rish Lakish said, again, a, a trick chalitza works, but what's the trick chalitza? So Rish Lakish says, you tell the guy by doing chalitza, that's how you marry her. Rav Yechon said, that's not valid at all. So, so Abaya offers this first owner of Papa's like, hello, uh, excuse me, not, not, not a good way. So, okay, fine. Elahecha eimelei. So, 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 uh, Abaya says, so what would you like me to say? So, eimelei, chalitza amenashitin lochem asayimzuz. Do chalitza, and she'll give you money. Okay. After the chalitza was done, Amar Lei, so then Abaya, Amar Zil Havle. So now Abaya wants her to give the money, right? Listen, it was trickery, and the chalitza is valid, but you did give your word. You did promise to give him money, so you should give him money. So Amar Lei, so Rav responds, everything Abaya is saying, Rav Papa's, you know, not he says, Meshata Anibach. Of delay. Milo Tanya. This is called Meshat Anibach. It's actually a very fascinating, so again, it's not for now. The concept of Meshat Anibach means let's say you make a deal to give someone money, but it's under duress. And it's something they have to do. Meshat Anibach means that if you agree to give someone money, and there's two stipulations A, you are under duress to agree to that, and B, it's obligatory anyway, you do not have to pay. That's the concept of Meshat HaNibach. Meaning, in this case, he has to do Chalitza anywhere. It's a mitzvah from the Torah to do Chalitza. It's not like a, you know, an optional chesed. Or it's a mitzvah from the Torah. And she was under duress to, to, to offer money. This is not something that she wanted to do. It was under duress. She was tr- trying to, to get out of a really, really bad relationship. That's under duress and obligatory. That's called Meshat HaNibach. 
when you're under duress and you're asking someone, you're offering someone money to do an obligation, you don't have to pay. It's called Meshat Anibach. So the Gemara says, Tanya, where's the source of this? Haresha Yabarach Mebeis Asurin. You see, um, you see a, a you see a prisoner the, that's escaped from prison, and uh, it's a non-Jewish prison, and the guards are running after him. It's pikuach nefesh. And there's a, a, a river in front of him, and you have a boat. told of Avireni, and he says, "Here, I'll, I'll pay you hundred dollars. Just give me, give me across the river. I'm going to get killed." What's the halacha? You, you, you don't have, you don't get paid more than just the ferry cost. Meaning you don't he doesn't have to pay you the the, the additional cost. Well, I, I agreed to give you hundred dollars to ferry cost. It was under duress, and you're obligated to do that because of pikuach nefesh. Any time you have an obligation and it's under duress, and they tell you to pay a, a, a money above the obligation, you, you don't have to pay. So after this entire, it's a very strange end to the story. So Abaya is basically, Rav Papa's making Abaya crazy. The kids are Maisa, Rav Papa's making Abaya crazy. Every single thing Rav is saying, Rav Papa's hocking him, hocking him, hocking him. So the Gemara says, So Abaya says to Rav Papa, Where, where's your father exactly? Amrli b'masa, he says, in the town. Imachecha, where's your mother? Amrli b'masa, in the town. So Yoav ba'ena v'shchivan, Abayah looked at them and they passed away. So let me explain with Papa's parents. Meaning, ayin hara, Yoav ba'ena, he looked at them and then... No, whatever it means to look. So I'll tell you like this. He gave that uh, the Tana death stare. The Tana Namar death stare. I'll, I'll tell you what, what's up, Shah. Very partial Shah. Rashi says, what does what, what Rav Papa's parents have to do with this? So he thought that because Rav Papa, Rav Papa's uh, hacking him all day, he's like, oh, he must have a, he, he must not have a job. He must not have, like, you know, stresses to worry about. It must be that his parents are taking care of him. Because if he had, like, if he had to worry, he wouldn't be making me crazy. Uh, it's a strange thing. Uh, uh, first of all, it, it also I did see that the, the some of Arshim point out that it's not a coincidence that Abai did not have parents, so he was also he was orphaned as a kid. So maybe he didn't. I don't know. Maybe the way he looked at parents was different, with a little more din than someone who would have had parents. But it's a strange end to the story. I, I'll tell you that much. I, I, I Rashi says you must have parents taking care of your laundry, taking care of everything, and therefore you have all time to hock me up. And that look caused the parents to pass away. I, I, don't, I don't know, it's interesting. So the Gemara continues. But again, obviously, um, we have to remember that this is still a bias. so I'm sure it, it, he didn't intend to harm them, but when a tzaddik looks with any form of din, it creates problems. Okay, <clears throat> This we had a chalitza under false pretenses is kosher. A trick chalitza is kosher, meaning a tenai. You make a stipulation and do not fill, fulfill stipulation. It still works, but get mutapostle. But a get that you make a stipulation and then you do not fulfill the stipulation. It's not good because, as we said, a get could be done through a shliach and therefore you have to fulfill the tenai. A chalitza cannot be done through a shliach, therefore a tenai is not necessary. And if you make a tenai and do not fulfill said tenai, it still is valid. That's the difference between a get and chalitza. Okay. Then the next line, chalitza muusis psula get muusa kosher. If a chalitza is forced, 
they break his legs to do no, break his arms. He needs a leg. They break his arms to do chalitza. No good. But a get, if you force the guy to give a get, it works. Now let me just explain one thing. This is actually a very important uh, nakuda. I've been to Gittin before. I've been. I've. I've overseen Gittin under Rabbi Starbuck. Rabbi Starbuck has um, shtaris English and in Hebrew that he makes the chas, the, the man sign that says, "I'm not under duress. I'm not coerced. I'm doing this under my own volition. I'm doing this under my own volition." Because the truth is, you're not allowed to force a get. So what does it mean over here? Force? I thought they. I thought they beat you up and then the whole thing. They. they you know, cattle prod you. Well, what's the historically? What's what's going on? Um, the, the answer is, uh, and all the Rishinus speak this out, I just want to make this clear, you're only allowed to force someone to give a get if Bezdin feels that the marriage is over. Meaning, if there's a point where Bezdin feels they should get divorced, they called him to Bezdin, they heard him out, they feel this is, it's over, and now he's got to give a get, if Bezdin feels that this is the right thing to do, then you could force him. Before that point, you're not allowed to force him. I just want to make that clear. So it's only, as we're going to see Chalitza also, like Chalitza, force Chalitza, is it valid, is it valid or not? It's talking about a case where Bezdin feels that you have to give Chalitza, like where it's, it's inappropriate or whatever it is. So I just want to make that clear. The whole Indian of a forced get being valid is only if the Bezdin feels that a get is, is the right thing to do at this point. The whole, um, uh, it's like a modern Orthodox thing to do, but they started with a prenup, um, the halachic prenup, they call it. I was, I believe, I don't want to, I know I'm speaking without checking about it, years ago, I believe Rav Feinstein was against it, because Rav Feinstein felt that it's, it's a coerced get, because what it does is basically every day that the marriage is over, um, um, every day the marriage is over, uh, he has to pay a penalty until the get is given. And I think Rav David, if I'm not mistaken, it's not Chalikas, but I think Rav David felt it's one thing once the Bezdin feels that you're supposed to get divorced, then you could coerce the guy. You could beat him until he says right, Sani. But before that point, that's called the Get Musa, which is generally not allowed. So what it says over here that it's allowed, it's talking about uh, a situation where Bezdin feels that it's the right thing to do. Okay. I just wanted to make that point clear. So the Vaitar and the Gemara. So if you have a, a forced Chalitza is not valid, but a forced get is valid. Okay, fine. The Gemara continues. I just want to see if they have this 26. Um, one second. Yeah, I, 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 what I'm saying is correct. I, I, I can't find it in the notes of our school. What I'm saying is correct. Right to the Gemara. The Gemara says like this. Hey, um, Chidami. What's the case, right? We're saying that a forced chalitza is no good, but a forced get is good. What's the what's the case? Idama writes ani. If after beating him they say the words writes ani, I want this. Then chalitza is also valid. If he's for if he's supposed to get a chalitza and you beat him and he says the words writes ani, then it's a valid chalitza too. If he didn't say writes ani, it's not good by get either. So like get and chalitza are generally treated the same when it comes to coercion. That if they're supposed to do them and they're beaten and they said writes ani. Then it's valid. Like so, what's the what's the what's the situation? The Gemara says, "The lawyer marries ani, I get nami loy. How can come? Chalitza mutasla elum kasher. Get mutasla elum pasul. Chalitza muses. We get muses. Zimnin kasher. We zimnin pasul. No, 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 no. Chalitza and getin are the same when it comes to coercion. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not good. What's the situation? If he says the word rotsani, it's good. If they don't see the words rotsani, it's not good. Fine. Hadam rotsani. Hadam rotsani. Zatania. Yakrav osam. Amishikov and osam." 
Yakarbosa means that we force him to bring a carbon. You might think you should force him. So we start off by saying you're allowed to force him to bring a carbon. You could beat him to bring a carbon. But then it says, no, 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 no. It's got to be his rotsov. So uh, well, how does that work? The answer is, right, That's the famous Rambam. That you force the Jew until he says Rotsani, and that's called Rotson. How so? Because deep down the Rotson says the Rambam, deep down the Rotson of a Jew is to serve Hashem. But uh, sometimes, sometimes he just needs a little um, convincing in the form of a baseball bat. So that's a yeah, Rotsani, fine. Chinatan Moitze Begi'i Noshin. Koifenoi Seshem Rotsani. Amarav Amarav Schayer Amarav Huna. Cholzin Avabishain Makirin, Mimanin Avabishain Makirin. The halacha is. You could do a chalitza even if you don't know who the people are. Meaning, and the same thing with Mian. Uh, Bezdin can serve on the Bezdin of Mian and, and annul the child's marriage even if we don't know who they are. So if a man and woman come in front of a court and claim to be a woman and her brother-in-law and they say we'd like to do chalitza, the Bezdin can just do it without investigating that they are the people they say they are. Okay. Now here's the thing though. Because of that, because we don't investigate um, who they are and we just do it, you cannot write a receipt unless you investigate. Meaning, right, they come in and say, a guy and a girl come in and say, hey, uh, I'm a woman who just lost my husband, that's my brother-in-law, I'd like to do chalitza. So, okay, fine. I'm not, we're not, the Bezdin's not investigating who they are. You could just take them by the word. What, was it, what does it hurt? It either help, it helps, it doesn't hurt. But what you can't do is write them a receipt. Because then they're going to claim, I'm Rachel, he's Chaim. And you're like, okay, Rachel and Chaim did Chalitza, there you go. They, and they could be completely different people. They could be hired actors. So we'll because do... You don't know who they are. Correct. So because we will do Chalitza without knowing who they are, we will not write a receipt unless we know who they are. Because if you write a receipt, they'll go to another Bezdin and she'll be like, I'd like to remarry. And they'll be like, I thought your husband died. Don't you have to like do Yivma Chalitza? And she's like, here's my Chalitza. And she wasn't the one who did it. She bought it from... The point is, we'll, we'll do Chalitza without knowing who they are, but we will not write a, a document of, of, of uh, re- recording that it happened unless we know who they are. So the Gemara says, We won't write a, a bill of receipt because then they're going to go to another Bezdin and trick that other Bezdin. Okay. Uh, opposite. We will only do Chalitza unless we recognize the people. Therefore, we could write a, 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 bill, a bill of receipt. Meaning, and we're not concerned that they didn't do the proper investigation. Bezdin will not do Chalitza unless they investigate. And that Bezdin, once they do a Chalitza, will write a receipt. And you could use that receipt in any other Bezdin. And we're not concerned that the original Bezdin did not investigate properly. We're not concerned of the first Bezdin not doing a proper vetting process. Okay, go to the next page. The last line was that Rabbis feels that they will they will only give a get a chalitza if they investigate, and therefore you could write a a a, uh, a document, and we're not concerned that they didn't properly vet them. Okay, let's finish up. The Mishnah says like this: 
Mitzvah chalitza. What's the mitzvah chalitza? This is the process. Bahu v'yivim te lebezdin. The man and woman come in front of bezdin. Ve'masiyim le'etzah hegenesli. And bezdin, especially if bezdin feels that they should be doing chalitza. Shenem v'karu le'zichneira v'dibrei love. So this is the process. He oimer. She starts off the pesukim, which is me'an yovmi lahakim lachiv shem. He is not interested. Shem b'yisrael loyav yavmi. Meaning, I came to build a house in Klal Yisrael. He's not interested. Who I am then the Yavim says the following words, those three words. I'm not interested in taking her. Then the Yavim goes in front of the Bezdin. She takes off his shoe and she spits. It has to be the spittle has enough uh, substance to it that they could see it. Then they say the following I'm sorry, then the Dayanim respond Fine. No, I'm sorry, that, 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 that the Yavama says. Then she says This should be for a man who doesn't want to build a brother's house. That's all that they would say. When he did a chalitza, he would finish, he would do the next pasuk as well. And ever since then, they would do the next pasuk as well. Fine. And then the dayonim, not the students there, but the dayonim have to say, That's the that's their, like, you know, there's base cholotzanal. And review this says everyone should say the words Chalutzanel, not just the be- the Bezdin, everyone present. If there's a court stenographer, he also says Chalutzanel. Everybody says Chalutzanel. Fine. Right in the Gemara. I'm Rav Yehuda. Mitzvah Chalitza. What's the process of Chalitza? Kaira. Vikaira. She says Psukim. He says Psukim. Chalitza takes off the shoes, spits. Vikaira. And then she says Psukim. Those are the five stages that we are recording the Mishnah. Okay, what's the Chiddush of Rabbi Yehuda? It's Mamish. He's just summarizing the Mishnah. The answer is, what he meant is, that's the mitzvah to do it in that order. But if he did it out of order, it still works. The Bryce similarly states, doesn't matter the order, the, it's valid. Spitting first, taking off shoe first, it's all valid. Am Rabbi. Rabbi says like this. Hi man, the mikri get chalitza. Oh, you know how by a chasana, so you have the. the I, I, I've heard. I, I don't know. I, sometimes I, mean, I wrote about it. I don't remember what I wrote. I don't think it's a problem. But I know some rabbanim don't feel comfortable when they, you know, let's say the chasan is saying harei mekudeshes libet habazu. So I know sometimes rabbanim will say harei harei at at mekudeshes, and they won't say li because you don't say li because. You don't want the, anybody to think the rabbi is mekadoshim. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. I, don't, I think it's clear that he's the one giving it. Whatever it is. So the Gemara is saying, if you're doing chalitza, and let's say you're saying the words to them because they don't know the words, they didn't have necessarily chamashim available. I'm not going to take out a sefer Torah. So you have to say the words. Let's say loy chafatzi lekachta. Yeah, loy chafatzi lekachta. Be careful when you tell it. Make sure they say it all at once. I'll tell you why. If you say, What does that mean? I'm not interested in taking her. That's the yum saying, I'm not interested in taking her. But what if you say, And he says, And then he says, okay. You know what it actually could read? No. I want to take her. 
Meaning, if you, if you put too much of a gap, if you put a comma after low, it completely changes the line, right? It's like, not no U-turn, it's no comma U-turn. That was an old comedian's joke. He's like, I read signs differently. It's not no U-turn, it's no comma U-turn. So, no, so it's, it's not loy chafat silkachta. If, you, if you're not careful and you read it too slowly, then they'll say loy, period, chafat silkachta. And then it's the exact opposite intention. So then it's no. I want to take her. So it's the opposite. So the, the Gemara says, If you're saying the words to the Yavama and Yavam, Don't split it up of loy, kama, avayavmi. Make sure they say loy avayavmi. Because again, loy avayavmi means that he's not interested. But if you, say, if you, if you do a comment, it's loy, no, avayavmi, he's interested. So again, it's the exact opposite intention. Dimashma of Yavmi. Eloy of Yavmi, you say it together. Same thing. Make sure that you say it all together. Rava Omar, Absuki Milsi, Absuki Rava says it's fine. I'll tell you why. He says when people read, when people speak, sometimes they, they do it slowly. Everyone understands. It's not a problem. It's, it's a slight hepsic, but that's not, it's not going to change the meaning. Everyone will understand from the context of what's happening, and the pause is just them waiting for the person to say the words to them. Okay. So the Gemara says, Rav Ashi of Kahana, the Kimitstar Umakrila, Loy of Yavmi. Rav Ashi found that Rav Kahana was trying to get the guy to say Loy of Yavmi, and, and the woman was having a hard time saying Loy of Yavmi, Loy of Yavmi, and all at once. So Ravashi says, so He says, why don't you just follow Rava, which is, do a break, it's fine. Rava said, it's fine, just say loy, and then they say loy, and then avayavmi. Abaya was against it, but Rava was cool with it, so why don't you follow Rava? He says, Rava was only okay with it by loy chafatz dilakachta, that you could do it with loy, break, chafatz dilakachta. By loy avayavmi, actually Rava felt, he agreed that it's a problem, I'll tell you why. What's the concern? Why was Abaya against it? Because, right, said it once is the man saying, I don't want to take her. But Abaya said, you got to be careful because if you say, it sounds like, no, I want to take her, which is that the opposite intention. Rava said, it's fine. But now we're saying, Rava's only okay with, not, I'll tell you why. is the first thing the man says. What do you think he's saying? No, I want to take her. No, what? Because it's the first thing the man says, there's no concern. The concern is that you're putting a comma after low, meaning that the no is not the beginning of a new sentence. It's, the, it's going back on something previously said. Because it's the first thing the man says, there's no concern. It's not like the man has been talking and then he's like, no, no. He just gets off. He starts saying, loy. It can't be, no, I want to take her. No, what? You, this is the first thing you're saying. By loy of yavmi, where Rav Ashi was, Rav Kahana was trying to get the guy, get the woman to say it, that's not the first thing she says. It's the second thing she said. So because it's the second thing she said, even, even Rava agrees that you can't put the comma there because it could sound like, right, what's the first thing that she says? She says, um, the, my brother's refusing to build up her, his brother's name. So then Itake can sound bad because then she starts off by saying, my brother's not interested in taking, in taking me in. No, no, he does. So because 
she said something and then she's saying low, it's not the first thing that she says, it could be misconstrued as her like re- re- uh, retracting her sentence. So the Gemara is saying that everyone agrees by loya v'yav, maybe you have to be careful. By loya chavatsi lekachta, that, that uh, Rav is fine with, because it's the first thing the man says. So, not saying the Correct, but if you're going to say it, you can't say it the wrong way. They still did the chalitza and the spirit. Yeah, it would still work. Still working, so what, so what we could, well, at the end of the day... Well, first of all, lechachila, we wanted to do it proper, but also it could be that it's worse to... Is because they're making an actual statement of the opposite, it's going to have an effect? Maybe. As I was thinking, maybe it's worse. Maybe it's worse to. We have this better sometimes. It's better sometimes to say nothing than to say the worst thing. You, we actually have that by Harayim Kadashas Lee. I think the Pais can say that if you don't say anything, it'll work. But if you say the wrong thing, it actually could not work. Like it, 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 I think it's worse to say something that's inappropriate. Because if you're doing Chalitza, and then before she does Chalitza, she says, Loy, of a me. No, he wants to marry me. Then it could be it brings the whole Chalitza into question. Perhaps. I have to check it out. Let's just finish up the daf. The Gemara says, Amar Abaya. What is this, Aleph? This is... Okay. Amar Abaya. Hai man of gita l'chalitzta. If you're recording what happened in court, you're the court stenographer. Lichtav hachi. Okay, so this is a sugi in Gitin. We're not makra about this anymore. But in Gitin, they would not write psukim of Tanakh unless it was like a proper Sefer Torah. They never had printed. They didn't print it. So... Part of having a proper Sefer Torah is Sirtut. They had to make lines, like in a Sefer Torah. How many words? So you're not allowed to do four words in a row, four Tanakh words in a row, without Sirtut. So over here, you're quoting Psukim, but not quoting it as Psukim. You're just recording. She said this, he said this. So here's how you have to write it. Lichtav hachi, akrinu we said to her, min ma'an yavmi ad ova yavmi. Instead, instead the whole pasuk you say from ma'an yavmi until ava yavmi. So you do the four words, but with a with a word in between as a breakup. Vakrinu l'didei min loy ad lekachta, and we and we read from loy until lekachta. Vakrinu l'dida min kacha ad cholutzanal. So you don't do any four words together. So you always break it up. So you do you know bereishis bara until elikim s. You know what I mean? Break it up because it doesn't have certain. Marzutra misarted because of the kula parshasa. So Marzutra would just do it whenever he would write down the uh, 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 the, the stenographer of Chalitza. He made sure there was a sirtut. He just made sure and then you could write the whole pesukim. You could write the entire pesuk that they said. Mask of Amaravidi haloynit in lichtiv. The kasha is I it's haloynit in lichtiv. There's another sugya which we're not mocking about that we do not write pesukim uh, unless it's the entire parsha, even with sirtut. So you so Marzutra would write the whole parsha. Unless it's an entire parsha, you don't take two or three psukim and just write it. So he was not against. He was against writing these psukim. Even forget about the sirtut. He was against writing them because you'd have to write the entire parsha from the Torah. The Gemara says, and that's the halach. Amar Rabaya, This is the most Gemara thing I've ever heard, and that is, you spat in the air, and then the wind took it away. The question is. At what point is it considered a spitting in halacha? So the Gemara says, My time of The halacha is that for the spittle to work, the spittle has to fly in front of his face. So, if you spit, right, Menashe is spitting at me. If it gets in front of me, and then the wind takes away, 
But if, as he spits, the wind just takes it away, not yaitza. It has to pass in front of the man at some point. So says the Gemara, Lofikach, oh, here's the deal. Hilkach, hu arach v'hi gutza, if he's very tall and she's very short, so when you're, when, when you're spitting right in front of someone who's very, very tall, whatever you spit, it's in front of him, yeah? Because he's much taller than you. It's not like you're spitting up. You understand? You're not spitting down. So if he's very tall and the woman is very short and he spits, it's automatically in front of him. But he he goods, but if she's super tall, right? So she's standing over him, she's six five, and he's five foot two. So she's spitting down to him. There's a foot from her mouth to his head. If the wind takes it, you're not yet. Because she's spitting down, there's a foot where the potential uh yeah. Uh, it has to pass in front of his face before the wind takes it away. If she ate garlic and then spat, or gargisha, what's gargisha? How do they translate gargisha? Chewed clay. And he spit. It doesn't work. My time, what's the reason? It has to be that the spit is coming from her own body as opposed to salivating. Meaning sometimes you'll have it where you're like, you're at the dentist and just, you're not like, it's not like, it's, it's pouring out of your mouth just because you're naturally salivating from what they're doing. That's not the type of spittle that we're looking for for chalitza. Apparently if you eat garlic or if you chew clay, that creates um, salivation in the mouth. So because the mouth is naturally salivating, if you spit that out, that's not considered spit what we're looking for. We want, we want man-made spit. We, we don't want... It's, that's PEDs. That's the PED version of chalitza. That, that's manufactured. We don't, we're not looking for that. They also have to see the spit coming out of her mouth. Meaning, meaning if, if she spits and then they blink and then it's on the floor, no good. They have to actually see the, see the actual action. Then with this, we were sitting in front of Tarfin, Ubasi Vamalachlites, Vamalu, and after the mice, he said, He said you should say it three times, Khalatanal, Hajin Allah, Mitzvah Khalizah.